have such sights to show you. Don't come any closer. They're behind us. I met this six-year-old child with blackest eyes. to Some Daylight Required, a father and daughter podcast dedicated to reviewing the classic and the not-so-classic horror movies, thrillers, or something just a little spooky. And of course, each review comes with a healthy side of general chit-chat. This week, we do a double take on some doppelgangers, so sit back, relax, and join us on our journey into the depths of darkness as we discuss us. There was a Hello and welcome to Some Daylight Required, the only podcast so nice you'll listen to it twice. I'm Ray the Munchman Williams and today my regular co-host couldn't make it so I'm joined by her evil twin. How are you doing today evil Emily? I'm doing good. I hang out with some of my friends today. Oh yeah? Um, yes, it was very nice. It's good to get out of the house and catch up with some old friends if you haven't seen them for a while. Yes, it is. Excellent. Um, how's your day been? Yeah, yeah, my day's been fairly relaxing as well. I've just sort of been pottering around the house. And yeah, and I also had a friend over yesterday and we, we played some card games and some board games. We um, played Smash Up and the Funkoverse game, which for anyone who doesn't know, Funkoverse is, it's a game made by the people who do the Funko Pops and you use little Funko Pops and it's a miniatures game, sort of you use them to play it on a battle map and you might be trying to capture flags or hold positions or whatever and it's quite good and you get to mix and match so like we were playing it and we had the golden girls and batman and someone from jurassic park and people from harry potter and they're all on the same team mixed in together and we were we were battling together against each other so that was nice to to catch up with him because i hadn't seen him for quite a while all right uh so before we get started in the main uh, discussion today what else have you been watching or reading lately well i have been reading and watching a lot but for now i will talk about the book that i've been reading it's called the wizards of once it's by Cressida cowell it's a really good story so far so basically there's warriors and there's wizards and they're told that the other one is evil and that to not trust them at all they're enemies but there was also a third race of people basically the witches and they're classified as evil ancient magic but they're also coming back because they were wiped out into extinction, or, or that's what they thought. But they're slowly coming back. Oh, interesting. So is this a book in a series that you're reading, or is this the first book? Uh, this is the first book in a series of three, I'm pretty sure. Okay. I actually learned about it from one of my friends a while back. She was reading them, and it sounded pretty interesting. So I picked this one up and started reading it myself, and it's really good. Cool, excellent. So, uh, have you read anything else by this author? Uh, no, actually. This is the first time that I've read any of her stuff. Interesting. All right. Well, And you're enjoying it by the sounds of it? Yes, it's really good. Uh, so, have you been watching anything new as well lately or playing any video games lately? Um, I have actually been watching a show recently. Uh, it's called Friends. A lot of people might know this one. <laughs> it is an old one and quite a popular one, yes. Yes. Um, I've only just recently started it, so no spoilers. <laughs> but yeah, it's a good show. 
Yeah, it, it, we actually worked out that uh, not only did it start before you were born, it actually finished before you were born as well, <laughs> by, by about 10 years or something, <laughs> 10 or 12 years, I think it was. Um, what about you? What have you been reading and watching? Okay, yeah, well, I've been reading a few little things lately, but one that I have mentioned previously on this show is I've been reading a comic book series called The Three Jokers, which is being brought out by DC Comics. And it actually goes into like that the fact that there could be three, there could have always been three Jokers throughout DC history. Each one has been involved in major plot points that have happened throughout. So like when Jason Todd was so-called murdered, like that could have been one of the Jokers. And when the Joker shot Barbara and she broke her back and she became a crippled uh, Barbara's Batgirl, that could have been one of the other Jokers. And so it's sort of it's blended into that. Well, I finished part two of it. I believe it's only meant to be like three parts coming out. I'm hoping there's more than three parts because I was a little bit let down by number two. It just didn't seem to go anywhere. It sort of hinted at that one of the Jokers was trying to turn Jason Todd into another Joker, make him like basically lose control and go completely psycho like himself. But it didn't really build on anything. And so, I yeah, I thought from memory they were going to lead in that this was just going to be a three-parter and each one is, is a bit thicker than a normal comic but uh, I'm hoping that I'm, I'm wrong I, sh- I should actually look it up and see but yeah it doesn't hasn't really gone far enough for me to really give any more like the first one started off really strong but the second one I felt was just a little bit lacklustering in the actual development of the story hmm. otherwise uh, TV wise I've actually been watching a TV show called Lovecraft Country which I'm unsure. I've only watched a few episodes now. There's only, I think, about nine episodes out in total, and I think I've watched about five of them. It's it's okay. It's not scary. It, it's sort of based on, like, H.P. Lovecraft's writings, um, like Cthulhu and all the, the Elder Gods and everything. So the storyline is basically this young man's come back from the war. I think it's set just after World War Two or something like that. And he has received a letter from his father who's gone missing. And so it starts off that he's trying to track down his father. And as they, him, a young woman, and his uncle go trying to track him down, they go investigating and they start coming across a lot of weird mysteries and monsters and and all sorts of things like that. Um, it's definitely not for a young audience. Not that it's scary, but there's a lot of adult themes in it. So I wouldn't recommend it for anyone younger than... 16 15 16 maybe but yeah it, it at the moment it seems okay i'm not 100 percent sold on it i'll probably watch the first season and see where it goes because it does lead into a lot of bigger storylines that could be coming out later but so far it's sort of almost like what they call a monster of the week it's like each week there's a big challenge like buffy the vampire slayer was one of these sort of shows it's a it's a very common format for a lot of TV shows. Like each week, some big challenge comes along. They have to work out a way to deal with it, and then once they deal with it, they move on. And the next episode is sort of standalone. But then there might be some larger overarching storyline, which sort of builds up to a climax at the end. Like again, like other shows like this, the Supernatural and yeah, Stargate, and just it's a very common way to to do a TV show. So I've been watching that as well, and it, and it's been all right. Uh, anything else you've been watching or reading or playing? No. No. All right. Well, then, in that case, um, in that case, we might move straight into our main discussion then. 
that we're discussing today, Us, was recommended by my friend and friend of the show, Grace, who is from Brisbane. Would you like to give us a breakdown of the storyline? Yep, no problem. So, basically, Us was released in 2019, so... Before I actually get into the story of this, I'll just say that there will be some spoilers, but because this is such a new movie, we are going to try and avoid too many spoilers. So anything that's uh, really spoilish, we are going to avoid, and we'll just sort of talk about it in a lot more general sense. So the general storyline for this movie is, in order to get away from their busy lives, the Wilsons family take a vacation to Santa Cruz, California, um, with plans of spending some time with their friends. At the day at the beach, their young son Jason almost wanders off, causing the mother Adelaide to become protective of her family. Anyway, later that night, four mysterious people break into Adelaide's childhood home, where they're currently staying. The family is shocked to find out that these intruders look exactly like them, except with some grotesque appearances. And from there, it basically becomes a fight for their life. And that is basically a brief rundown of the show. Now, one of the things when we were doing some research for this show, so obviously the main thing of this movie is that there is a family of four and they're being attacked by people who look exactly like them. So just to give a quick breakdown of these people. So each one of these actors actually play as a good person or the heroes of the show and they also play as one of the villains. I'll only just, just for ease, I'll just mention who they play in their good form and, and not worry about like their names as um when they're in the bad forms. Uh, so Adelaide, the mother, is played by Lupita Nyong'o. The father, Gabe, he's played by Winston Duke. Zora, the daughter, is played by Shahidi Wright-Joseph. And the son, Jason, is played by Evan Alex. So yeah, so one of the interesting facts I found about this, Jordan Peele, who was the writer and the director of this, is actually afraid of both rabbits and doppelgangers. And that's what actually made him come up with the idea of this movie. Apparently, when he was a young boy, and he would be in New York City, and he was, one of his biggest fears would be that he would be going down a subway, going down into the, like the train station subways, and he would actually see himself coming out of the other side, scared that he'd catch a glimpse of himself. As he was going in, he'd see himself coming out, and, just, and, and that the doppelganger would just smile at him, and he always wondered, like, what would this other doppelganger be doing with their life? And that's, I think, where the inspiration for this movie came from. That sounds interesting. Mm. So there were a few characters here, the main characters, the family of four who were good and bad. Did you have any favourite character yourself or, or actor? Um, yes, I did. My favourite character was probably the evil ver- version of the son, Jason. Oh yes, I, now, I believe the evil version of the son, his name was Pluto. Yes. Um, yeah, he was my favourite I don't know why he was, he just was one of my favourites. He was like, he was a little bit weird, but in a good way. Yeah, he was He was very animalistic. He was always running on all fours, like he used his arms, his legs, and he sort of just skipped around, and he didn't really talk much. He sort of grunted and groaned a little bit. Mm. I mean, none of them really spoke a lot, but he was a lot like that, and he, um, I think one of his things was like he liked to play with fire or something didn't he yeah which is why he wears that mask thing that's right yeah so was there a particular scene that 
he was in that you went, I really like this character? It was probably near the beginning-ish when him and his good form, or his the good version of him, were in that cupboard and they were just, you know, just sort of talking to each other. Yep. Um, what was your favourite character and why did you like them? Yeah, my favourite character was Zora, played by Shahidi. Uh, I just thought this young girl was a fantastic actress, like, both in her playing as the good character and as her bad character. She just was, I think they called, just called her the monster or something in her, her bad form. But, yeah, I was just taken back at how good this actress was, like, when I when I first started watching the movie, I thought, oh great, she's going to be like, because she's about 12 or 13 or something in this movie, and I thought, oh no, she's going to be one of these teens that are all angsty and against the parents and argue about everything, and then, it, you know, she almost has to almost die or something, and the parents save her, and then she would sort of be, oh, forgive me, I'm sorry, blah, blah, blah. That's not how she was. Like, as soon as it all went crazy and on the loose... She like it was like a, a switch flicked in her head, and she just became super cool. Like she 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 just accepted it, and she moved on, and she was ready to fight for her life. Like her her dad was panicking a little bit. She didn't. She's just like shut up, dad. No one cares about the boat, you know. Then she gets into a fight. She she knew how to get away from herself. Uh, she plays like a flat fast runner who who likes track and field events, and so she took off and she got out of there. She led herself her evil character away and then later on like she was in fights and then she's like argues later at the car there's a great scene where they're arguing about who's going to drive the car and it's like dad's injured mum's handcuffed i'm the only one that's safe to drive i'm not letting anyone drive and then they're like talking about their kill count or something like that and she's like one 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 two i'm driving and she was just like yeah i really liked her and i, I actually look forward to seeing that young lady in other movies i just i thought she just did an outstanding job and especially for a movie like this when you're playing characters who are facing yourself like if you don't actually have a physical twin trying to play the set two different characters talking to each other and facing off becomes i I believe would be quite difficult yeah so it's quite hard in those like you know they do get body doubles in sometimes so they'll film one scene and they'll have someone stand in there and they'll have the camera behind the body double and then the the next day they'll film the other way but one of the things i found out is because jordan peele the writer director um was so invested in this movie what he would do is he would watch the scene so closely the day before when they played like say their good characters or their bad characters and then he would get on set the next day when they've got to play the opposite and he would be the body double while they had the real body doubles in there for shots they they the actors apparently found it a bit hard to get reactions off them cuz their body doubles were still very standstillish or weren't portraying the things so he would actually get in there and he would act exactly like they did the day before he would so whatever mannerisms they used facial expressions they used he he mimicked it to make it a lot easier and that probably shows actually in the acting of this film like it it actually feels like they're playing off another real character like it feels like that scene is happening at the same time not like that they filmed it one day and then came back the next day to film it yeah that sounds cool he's jumping in to help the the movie yeah i I always think if a director or a writer or, or the creators of movies like this if they 
are fully invested in it and it's not just another piece of work for it they will do like things like this and that's when you get the better performances out of things yeah so yeah and like not only just like the directors if actors are fully involved in their roles they'll just commit and that's like with Lupita the, the, the lady that played the mother Adelaide and she also played her evil counterpart was Red when they it said that when she was playing Red as soon as she was in costume she just didn't break character she was a method what they call a method actor and they she would just stare at people and she would talk in the odd voice and so she would walk around and it would actually freak freak out the other cast members and crew members so she'd just be so honed in on this character it would just freak them out because she was just that devoted to the the character oh wow well um speaking of Adelaide I also did a little bit of research myself and in the first scene where you see the tv and it's flicking between channels you can actually see a reflection of young Adelaide in the TV screen when it turns black for a second. So there's just a little Easter egg that they slipped in. Uh, and I thought that was cool. Yes, and we won't go too much into what she's watching because that does play out later. But so keep an eye. Just if when you're watching this movie for the first time, just make a mental note of the different things that she's she's watching. But yeah, that was a good pointing out. I, I remember seeing a slight reflection, but not realizing it was actually her because the movie starts when Adelaide, the mother, is actually a young child in like 1986, I believe. Yeah, around then. Yeah. All right. So speaking of that scene, did you have a very favorite scene yourself? Um, I think one of my favorite scenes would be. So the fa- the main family, they have their friends with another family of four. Then that family of four, their doppelgangers come in and kill all of them. It was when the main family came comes in and the girl starts whacking the other family's twins that they have and she just kills two of them. I thought that scene was really cool. You just stole my favourite scene. That was the exact scene that I was thinking of. Like I said, how she just becomes totally cool. Like she just, she becomes like the best character. Then she's just snaps out of being like this painful brat and she's dedicated to surviving the night. And that scene of her in the house, like they're all in the house. There's lots of stuff happening. Again, try not to go too much into how it all happens in there. But that scene where she's like taking on the other family, the, the, the clones of the other family, I should say. I just thought that was fantastic. And she just, I, I, I can't rate it high enough that she, she was just really good. And like I said, I'm, I'm keen to see her in other stuff. If she can pull off the same level of acting that she did, not just in like that fight scene, but in other parts of that movie. Um, I think she's going to be great in a lot of other movies. But yeah, that that whole fight scene of that family in there, that was a real good one. Um, Another scene that I did like also, which is, um, it's a bit of a flashback. I won't go too much into it. It's the explanation of how, sort of where these doubles come from and where they live. It also sort of replays a scene that happens earlier just from a different point of view and I didn't mind that it was like very cool to sort of see because it's red is explaining something at the time I'm, I'm not sure if you remember part but it's like she's explaining something and, and basically telling a story but telling it from her point of view and it's sort of where they're located there it, it shows that and um oh, even at the beginning of the movie it sort of explains like where they're located in like these sort of hidden tunnels and stuff 
Um, actually, speaking of the hidden tunnels and everything, although it was never mentioned in the actual movie, the underground's name was the was called the Underpass. Okay. Which I thought that was very interesting. That even though it was never mentioned, it did still have a name. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't recall it. They never mentioned that. So, so he actually had a name for the place. So I wonder if um, maybe he's got like ideas for future expansions or something onto this because they're again without trying to give away too much of the the plot as most movies do these days they always leave the ending open that it's, there's a possibility of a sequel or even a prequel is quite possible with the way that this movie was designed and, and, and played out so the fact that he actually gave that location on that underground location a name almost leads to the fact that he's got probably more information that didn't come out in this movie that could possibly come out in a future movie, whether it's a sequel or a prequel, you know, set afterwards or before the original, this first movie. So, just moving a little bit away from the favourite scene a little bit, what would be your thought on having to kill yourself in one of those situations? Yeah, well, (laughs) it is uh, quite different. Like, they, a few movies and TV shows always have, like, you know, the, the evil twin or whatever, and that they might have to fight, but... In this movie, I think they did a pretty good job of having to do it. I think I'd, I'd probably struggled trying to kill myself. And as they said in this movie, that they think exactly like them. So they sort of knew plans that were going to happen. So it's like, oh, let's go here. And it's like, no, let's not go there because that's exactly what they'll expect us to do because they know who we are. They know exactly what we're doing. So I think, I don't know, I think it would be hard to fight yourself. To actually have to try and kill yourself at the end of it would be definitely very traumatic, I think, if you're trying to do that. Um, but I think it'd be difficult to, like, basically fight yourself and, and win. Uh, it would, it, yeah, it'd be almost like playing chess against yourself the whole time. You'd just be stalemate after stalemate or something. What about yourself? Did you have any thoughts on, like, how hard it would be to try and fight yourself or... Well, I can't say for sure because I've never fought myself. I hope I never have to. But, I mean, a lot of people would say I could do it. It's probably going to be easy, you know. This isn't meant to be one of me. I could do it. But then again, it's always like you've never been in that situation. So you can't say whether you can or can't do it. Because you don't know if you can do something until the moment comes. Like, you don't know how strong you are until you need to be. So somebody could say... Yeah, I could do it, but then in a situation where they have to, it might be really hard for them to actually do it, or they, and they might not end up doing it at all. But there was always the thought process of, it's not the real you, so it's it's not the real me, it's not meant to be there. Yeah. You'd think of it like a glitch in a video game, you yeah. gotta get rid of it, otherwise it'll mess everything up. Yeah. And um, in this movie, like, you see it that the the evil ones, the evil, the doppelgangers, they came with a purpose. There was a reason they had. They were dedicated to killing the the main good guy family for a reason. But the uh, the good guy family, they didn't really have a apart from survival. But then you need. There's always that moment where you've got to sort of justify it in your yourself. Um, I think to actually click over to go okay. I have to fight myself. I'd have to kill myself. Like myself, like my doppelganger is trying to kill me. The only way I'm going to survive is by fighting back. Um, 
do you think they portrayed that quite well in the movie? Like, do you think that they sort of showed that these people actually had to go through that internal thing to of fought, like trying to make the decision on do they fight back or do they just give up and lay down? I, I don't know if you know, but they always say that like when faced with the confrontation of something, you know, they they got like uh, fight or flight and fear or whatever. Like basically, they're your two main reactions. If someone's going to attack you. You'll either fight back or you'll run away. Uh, basically, the two things: so fight or flight. Do you think you saw that in these characters as they were acting? That they, you could tell that they were going through this internal decision making. Uh yeah, you could see it a little bit. Like it, w- it must have been hard for them. Like you know, seeing themselves for the first time as somebody actually there, and then having that you come and attack you it probably would have been a what do i do it's me but not me mm. yeah very much so. and i think like also one of the thoughts that definitely would have gone through my head is you know that's me so but it's not me but it could have been me like it, yeah. like a few things different and that could have been me on the other end being the so-called bad guy in the situation yeah um and i think that's kind of scary in its own thought isn't it yeah so, if you see a doppelganger, just remember, are they hurting you? No. Then run away. <laughs> they might try and come after you later. Okay, so now let's move on to our special effects section. Uh, there was a few special effects, obviously, because you've had the characters fighting each other. Um, and as we mentioned, they did use body doubles for some stages, but they would also still have to splice footage together where they'd shoot the, the front of the character playing the good person and then shoot them again and sort of try and overlap them and make it look like they're actually having a, a struggle. And there are a few deaths, so there's a few different kills in there that have special effects. How do you think they did with the, the special effects? Did you spot any real glaring errors or did you think it was done all right? Um, I thought it was done pretty well. Uh, it is a fairly new movie, so they do have the technology to do well, and I think they did really well on this movie as well. Yeah, I agree. Like, even that, again, wasn't a massively gory movie. There is, like, a few deaths that are a little bit gory, like um, where someone might get chopped up a bit or sliced a bit, and it looked it looked realistic. It wasn't, like, stupid pink blood spraying everywhere. It looked realistic, and it did... The death scenes never seemed to linger on and go on forever. Yeah. Um, it wasn't a, an evil... Uh, you haven't seen the movie, but Evil Dead always has, like, you know, a head gets chopped off and a fountain of blood sprays everywhere, which is great for the Evil Dead series because that's what it's known for. It's, like, almost comical amounts of blood that spray everywhere and it's just gory, <laughs> where this obviously was a bit more sensible and a bit more realistic and they didn't linger on that. But, yeah, I also thought when they had the two two lots of characters in the in the in the room at the same time that they managed to do that quite well you, you couldn't tell when it wasn't really that character playing it if it was a body double and they just they cut it nice and pretty well so i think they did the special effects quite well there yeah they did do good on that onto the rating of this show uh this movie do you think it was daylight meaning that you it's really scary and you have to watch it in broad daylight do you think it was Twilight, meaning it was moderately scary, but you could watch it and then still go to bed afterwards without any worries? Or Midnight, where you can watch it in pitch black and it's not going to keep you up at night at all? Well, I guess it depends on your age and it also depends on whether you're ready or not to stab yourself. 
um, of course, doppelganger, not your actual self. But <laughs> I think for me, I probably should have watched it in daylight. It was a bit scary, especially with the whole there's another you coming after actual you. But I think most people could probably watch it around daylight to twilight. Yeah, I agree. It was more a very psychological thing, the whole, is it me coming after me? How am I going to fight myself? Um, as I mentioned before, the um, the whole, a few different changes in my life and maybe I could have been this person who's coming now after me. I agree. I, th- oh, I think it could easily be a twilight to midnight, especially for older people. Um, if you're like, 16, 17, 18, 19, up that way, late teens and onwards. It's definitely like a midnight. I didn't find it was eerie. I think it would give you some things to think about and you'd be a little bit, ooh, a, bit a little bit spooky. Uh, spooky. Yeah, a little bit spooky. Uh, you could be a little bit spooky tonight. Yeah, you could be a little bit spooky. Um, yeah, so you'd be a little bit spooked, uh, but I don't think it would keep you up all night um what were your final thoughts on this did you have any final thoughts about it yeah i've got a few final thoughts i i like the movie i didn't think it was fantastic it's not going to make my top 10 list anytime soon i thought that there was a, a quite a few plot holes in it and i don't usually care too much about plot holes except there was like just one or two very glaring issues with the storyline Unless they sort of explain these plot holes in in a future movie, I'd be happy with that. But the way this currently was, with those sort of real glaring plot holes, I liked it, but I didn't love the movie. I I still, I don't feel like I wasted my time watching it, but it's probably not one that I'm going to go, oh, you've got to watch this movie, it's fantastic. I think it's, you know, if you're sitting down and someone hasn't seen it and they're interested in seeing it, I have no problem sitting down and watching it again, but I don't think it's one that I'm probably going to continue to recommend that it should be on everyone's list to watch. All right, uh, what about yourself? Did you have any final thoughts on this movie? Uh, not really. I just thought, yeah, it was, it was a good movie. I probably wouldn't watch it again. If my friends forced me into it, then maybe, but m- maybe not. It was an okay movie, though. Like, if somebody watched it, they wouldn't have wasted their time watching it. Yep. All right. Excellent. But, yeah, still, again, keep an eye out for the girl that played the daughter. I reckon she's going to be fantastic in future movies, and I really hope to see her in something. I've probably seen her in something before and can't remember it, but I'm going to be keeping an eye out for her because I thought she played a great two characters in this one movie. But for now... Until next time. Goodbye. The other me needs food. (laughs) Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and leave a positive review. But most of all, please tell a friend. If you have any questions, comments or review suggestions, please email us at some daylight required at outlook.com and always remember be good be kind and and always always rewind. rewind that's it man game over man game over